Okay, listen up. You're now locked into the I Do It For Hip Hop podcast. DJ Bugsy is bringing back the essence of hip hop. Hear the voices from the artists, the DJs, and the movers and shakers that keep the culture alive. Most importantly, they keeping it the hip hop. Hey, DJ Bugsy, you ready? <laughs> and now to our regular scheduled program. What up, what up? It's your boy DJ Bugsy. I do it for Hip Hop Podcast. Make sure you subscribe on Google Play, iTunes, DJ Buggy215, SoundCloud. Man, listen, I feel like it's paparazzi in the studio tonight. <laughs> it's like mad cameras on me. I never seen it. This is episode 13 featuring the one and only Destiny from Power, also Bernice on HBO's The Deuce. She is here, Brooklyn's very own Andrea Rochelle. Hey guys. <laughs> she made it, y'all. So, um, before we get into this interview, I just want to congratulate you on all your success. And I want to let you know I respect winners and winners respect winners. So, I want you to continue to keep doing your thing. Thank I want to say you. that before we get into this interview. I really appreciate that. Absolutely. So, take, it, take me back to the beginning because... I remember watching you on Power, and I'm just like, like, who is this girl? Like, cause I never seen you on nothing else, and then all of a sudden, you up on Power, and yeah. you got Tyreek all caught up, and he don't know what to do. People with you. were evil. <laughs> they were like, oh, she gonna get pregnant, and then she gonna trap him. This little ghetto b. Look, they went in the cuss. first episode. I can't. Okay, yes. but yeah, they went in the unfiltered. first um, episode that I appeared. I didn't know what to make of it. I was excited because people were talking, but then I was just like, oh shit, right? They, they real, like they taking it far so right. back to the beginning um mm-hmm. i didn't know that it was a big show okay yeah so my like my mentality was kind of growing okay as i found out as i realized i knew power was a hit show i loved power i was a fan of the show okay but i just thought it was because i'm an actress and most of my friends are actors or filmmakers or Absolutely. screenwriters so i just thought you know and i know that power at one point talked a lot of trash and tried to go up against empire so i knew people knew of it i just wasn't sure how many people actually tuned in mm. and so i think maybe four days before the first episode of season four okay that's when i I found out that there were 8 million viewers and I got scared. I was like, ooh, what are people going to say? I hope this, I hope that. And then I had broken out on the show in hives. So I was wondering Mm. how it would like come across on camera. So I was nervous about that. And so by the time my episode aired, I thought like, oh, they're just saying character stuff. Like, oh, she's going to be a hoe or oh, she's pregnant or oh, this, that. I was like, okay, I can take this. This is fine. This, this is not personal. Nothing. Yeah. You got tough okay, skin. Cool. You from Brooklyn. Yeah, exactly. So it was fun. And the journey's just been crazy. So, so yeah. how did you land the role? I auditioned for it. Um, it wasn't a major audit. Well, it's power. So all mm, of them. Everything's yeah. major. Yeah. Right but, now um, anyway. <laughs> I didn't think I was going to get it. So okay. I had a kind of nonchalant attitude when I went in which I think is ultimately the reason why I got it because I wasn't so invested. In, right. Right. And so um, I just kind of Mm-hmm. Played it cool, and I did the cat, and I felt like I understood where it was going. Right. It didn't give us a lot of material, okay. and I didn't read with um, Tariq, who is played by Michael Rainey Jr.'s character. So I didn't um, by Michael Rainey Jr. Yeah, I didn't read with him. Okay. And um, yeah, about four days later, I thought mm-hmm. I didn't get it, and then I got a call from my agent, and she made a big like scary moment out of it, and then she told me I got it. Wow. And I didn't have to do a callback. Okay. So when she told me that mm-hmm. I got it, I thought she meant like I got a callback. Right. So I'm waiting for more information and she just sent over a contract and I was like, wait, what? 
what's going on and then right. she was like oh no like you actually got it you booked it like they don't want to see you again you got to come on set and do mm-hmm. wardrobe and okay. i was like oh so that was a good moment because Did i had just I didn't cry. My crying moment was HBO's The Deuce. So I actually filmed that first. And oh, then I kind of okay. got into a position where I was like, shit, like, now that I did HBO, what am I going to do? Like, right. damn, like, my life is kind of boring now. Like, hmm. What's I, my next role? What am I going to do right, next? Right, and I started to get worried, like, oh, my God. And then that's when I got the power audition, but I didn't think much of it. So when I booked this, it was kind of like, hallelujah, I got another job. <laughs> I'm a real actress now. I got more than one. Exactly. Because so, it's ha- hard for y'all out here, yeah. especially the women. Yeah, it's really hard. And um, I didn't cry, but I was really, it kind of looked. It kind of um, solidified how I feel as an actress. Okay. Because it's like you do it once, it could be flu- could be a fluke. But if you do it twice, it's like, oh no, this is you're real. doing this right. And then I had right. did Law and Order the year previous, and then I had a commercial in the top of the year, um, in 2016. So it just kind of felt more like, okay, I'm working. Like I'm now a real working actress on big right. platforms, and so it was just a, a relief moment. And then I just dug into the character and tried to get all the information that I could. Mm, that's interesting Can you talk a little bit About contracts And how they work uh, Even from someone Like even a nudity clause Like how does that work So everything You get everything at once Basically Okay um, it depends on if you're going to be a series regular, if you're going to be just recurring, and then it, it depends on if you are what they call monthly, and then if you are somebody where they're kind of just getting you for a certain amount of time, which normally is like a year. Okay. Um, if you do monthly, then it's like episode by episode or um, mm-hmm. season by season. and. Right. Um, when you do get the contract, it's going to be a lump sum, so it's just like a lot of paperwork. And okay. most of it in the beginning is just talking about how they're going to pay you, just regular mm-hmm. like W-2 stuff. Okay. And then um, from there on, it's about how much and then what you're allowed to talk about, the like the NDA, and then right. it's about the rights for them to use your image and your likeness. Mm-hmm. And then from there, that's when you get into the nudity clause. And the nudity clause basically just say, you know, Right. It's not a given that this is going to be required, but in the event that it is required, do you accept the position of having to be nude? And it's not. And what did you do? Nude. It's right. Not, it's just. Well, I haven't. Have I? I don't think I've signed a nudity clause yet. Okay. But um, at, at least not for power. But what um, about the deuce? Oh yeah, I got that. <laughs> I got that in like my first three days. <laughs> so you have of, a sex scene in the deuce. No, like I said, it's okay. in the event that something comes, it comes so, up. Right. So okay. it's not to say that I do or I don't, but if I was to get one, then it's kind of like they kind of just ask you in advance. Okay. So you just let them know. And then it's all negotiable. So certain people say, no, I signed a nudity clause. You don't have to sign the initial one that they give you. That's okay. why you have a manager. That's why you have agents yes. so that they could talk on your behalf. And they say, well, she's not comfortable with complete and full nudity mm-hmm. or she's not comfortable with frontal nudity but she'll do back nudity, nudity. she's um comfortable only with um stimulated sex and okay. you know like there are different and there are a lot of terms and that's when you get your attorneys and everything involved and that's mm. when so you have you a whole team i do now <laughs> she like look now with shit popping i got a whole team like it's real well real it, out here. It, it was built slowly and so okay um, I started out with the manager and agent like years back, but it didn't work out. Eventually, we split ways. And then um, mm-hmm. I kind of reached out to my manager now, and it just worked. It meshed. It felt really good. So I got my manager. Okay. And she brought someone else on. Mm-hmm. And then um, I got an agent through her, but that didn't work out. So then we got another agent who's been awesome and epic right now. Okay. And then from there, um, 
she's just been filtering people in PR and so all of that now has shout out to Avery has come full circle but yeah, yeah. shout, shout out, out to Avery. Avery yeah she she she's good people she really do her business right I respect she that she loves me and I love her back <laughs> hi Avery <laughs> yeah, you wow. But um, I want to get to LU. I want to talk about your experience with Lincoln University, <laughs> which is my alma mater. Shout out to Lincoln. Today is homecoming. I look. One thing I want to say about Whoa, LU. He doesn't even go. Here. I don't. I don't respect their artists that they pick for homecoming. Like these mumble jumble rappers. Like I can't get with it. Like I felt like they. Like last year, Meek was there, but this year Meek is just horrible. Meek always there. Meek there every year. <laughs> Meek. That's his home. That is his alma mater. <laughs> but tell me about Lincoln and how you got to Lincoln. What the experience like? How did you? You came across the chemistry department. Talk a little bit about oh, that. Oh, so you want to talk about it because you heard about it? You want me to talk about the drama? <laughs> okay. Um, I went to Lincoln. Okay. The culture was really fun. Mm. Um, I have I had very great moments there. Okay. I definitely missed the campus environment. Where did um, you stay at? What what hall did you stay in? My first year, I stayed Hansbury? in Hansbury. Okay, yeah, that's usually Hosebury. where they shoot the freshmen. Hosebury. I yeah. wasn't a hoe. And Lucy Hall. And Lucy Hall. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, but um, Lucy they Hall. all have their nicknames because men are evil. Men are um, evil. Men are evil. Interesting. Um, but um, in your adolescence, yeah, men, boys are. Boys what are about dicks. grown men? I mean, to each their own. So you had a few that was good and a few that was bad. <laughs> I don't. When you're talking about adults, I don't think it's good or bad. I think that people just have different mentalities and they have a different set mm -hmm. of standards. And okay. I think that different people bring out different things in each other. Mm. So I think. All of that comes into play when we're talking about adults. Okay. But when boys are children and kids and right. their youth, you guys are just straight up dicks because you're selfish. But that's fine. So women are selfish? Women can be. We can be. Women but y'all are vindictive and y'all betray and y'all set niggas up like you set up my man Tyreek in power, right? Ooh. <laughs> Ooh. First of all, okay, so Destiny didn't do that. That's a okay. lie. That's she the liked script. a boy. That's Ray Ray in the script. She liked a boy. Okay. And she was just trying to have her cousins back who portrayed it as, oh, he owes me money. I'm just reaching out to try to find him. She mm. knows her cousin. She knows it could have gone bad, but she never thought a girl innocent would die. You get what I'm saying? Like, that's an extreme. That's like when your mom says, oh, you need to da 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 because then mm -hmm. you might get killed. Don't wear that dress. Like, she goes to the extreme. So right. her thinking that, oh, my cousin was going to shoot somebody, my cousin was going to kill somebody, oh, it was going to be the, the daughter to, that's just outrageous. She's not going to go that far. So she did it because this is my cousin. He puts clothes on my, my back, mm -hmm. roof over my head, and food in my mouth. And yeah, he can be an asshole, and I know some of the things that he did but it's my cousin and that's all it was but i don't want to stand too far away from the initial question um about lincoln women can be catty yes. it can be very petty mm -hmm. um but i think boys, how are you boys being dicks bring it brings that out <laughs> for those that are in a heterosexual relationship because i don't want to assume right um like I said, as for me, as an adult woman, pe mm -hmm. different people bring different things out of you. Okay. So I have been, you know, mm -hmm. on a wide spectrum. Okay. Everything that, I guess, yeah, I'm a woman. So mm -hmm. I've been petty. I've been catty. I've been emotional. I've been um, irrational. Are you the I've type been... that put niggas on blast on social media? I like my privacy, and I don't think that makes me look good. This is okay. the guy that I picked. This is the 
person that I kind of decided woman. to I gotta give you a clap for that so for me it's just not something and uh-huh. then I don't think anything comes from from it besides besides more drama and more um, mm-hmm. yeah and then I I don't know like Hmm. I I feel like I've had my situations, but overall I had good situations. Like mm. it wasn't the worst of the worst of the I don't know. I'm also tough. I have very tough skin and I see things very logically. So that might skew my perception because okay. other women might be in certain positions that I was in. Mm-hmm. And then I may like handle it or see it differently from how the normal woman would. Okay. But because of that I would say that I don't think I've ever had to or felt the need to put something. It's eight o'clock. Thank you. On blast. <laughs> Yo, you get I, what I'm saying? Uh, that's that guy get cut out. <laughs> we went there today. No, shit. keep it because it's funny. It's funny. People. Oh, keep it. That, okay, yeah, Andre. You know, from but power yeah, and the deuce, I keep it. So we'll keep I'm it. I'm very private anyway because the way I see it is. In a relationship, in a real relationship, you have its ups and downs. And mm-hmm. normally, you break up, you make up, you break up, you make up. So why would I blast you now just right. to get back with you next week? I am not going to do that. As mm. far as everybody would know, we're not beefing. That's When we break up, they probably won't know. So that's just how I am. Like I'm still cool with the... Not cool, but I'm friendly. There's a difference between friends and friendly, but I'm friendly. But back to what you were asking. Yes. Um, what I want to... Before you answer that what i want to say to you too is that scene with you and tommy when you was all hysterical i thought you was just lights out i mean seriously like that was how many takes did that take because that was serious acting like Mm. (laughs) then you started tearing and the whole nine can you can you how many takes did that take i really want to (laughs) know that was sick okay so you killed that it didn't take too many takes Mm -hmm. because they used more than one camera Mm. For different angles. Okay. And because it's power, so almost everyone comes, you know, bringing their A-game. Okay. So people knew their lines. Right. People were already emotionally ready, and so it didn't take long to, you know, bring that out. Um, Okay. I will say that it did take... It's always going to take a little bit of time to shoot any scene because you have to get so many different variations of it. Okay. So, like... There was times where I just wasn't crying throughout the scene. There was times where it would just be like a tear. Then there was times where I, f- I was full-blown, like, hyperventilating. Mm. And just so you have to give them options, and then you have to do a close-up, and then you have to do a two-shot, then you have to do a master shot. So, I mean, all of that comes into Damn. play. But I would say that normally it takes a long time to do stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And then it didn't take nearly as long as I thought it would. It was it was our la- my last shot for the day. Okay. And I think maybe it took overall 30 minutes, which is really good for acting in a scene because normally you'll be there for like a whole hour two hours okay. but when we actually did it it probably took like 30 minutes and most of that was figuring out mm-hmm. him like blasting through the door okay and him like pushing me up against the wall Whoa. and making sure we had that action moment and then everything else from there it was just very fluid mm. very very fluid that's dope but my time at lincoln just so we can get back to it yeah let's get back to lincoln okay sorry i'm sorry um, yeah let's get back to oh yeah I started off as a science major, biology, Mm -hmm. pre-med track. Didn't like it. Got into a little... um, Who was the professor? Oh, when you're a biology major, you have many professors. But who was the one that really took you off? That made you mad? It was the chemistry. It was the chemistry department. department? No, it wasn't the whole department. She was actually taken over for the the department chair because he, I guess he had something going on. Mm. And she was fairly young, I guess. I guess she maybe finished her graduate or whatever. But she came in having her own preconceived ideas and notions on who we were as students. Right. And then a lot of 
the class that I was in, they mm-hmm. were foreigners. Not in the sense of not knowing American culture, but just, you mm-hmm. know, coming straight from a different country to okay. here. And so a lot of times that means that they're very humble. They have like a lot of grace and they just won't say or feel comfortable saying the things that Americans will. Right. Because I know my my dad's Jamaican. Like the way the school system is, they're very strict. You can't talk back. You'll get hit with a ruler. Right. And so they kind of revere the teacher. The teacher is somebody that's put on a pedestal and you're not allowed to say anything at all. Mm-hmm. And um, I'm American. So I'm very comfortable with telling my teachers to, to, to go blow something. So You actually said that? No, I didn't. But I'm. Saying but in very, your mind, you said it. No, no. I'm saying that I'm very comfortable with those type of statements. Okay. So when we did have our interaction, it was because I went to go help a student and took mm-hmm. them to Planned Parenthood. Okay. And she decided I must have been going for myself mm. and that I must have been getting an abortion because that's all that Planned Parenthood does. And it was just very ignorant. And she attacked me for being fast and... At that time, I kind of blew up on her and it became a big confrontation. And I realized there was no other person for me to go to because the department chair wasn't in. Mm -hmm. And so I could have went to someone else in a different department, like the biology department. Right. But it was like, why do all of that to get her reprimanded when the other students need her? So even if she was to get suspended or fired or whatever, like that wouldn't be suitable for the department. Right. So I just changed my major. I wasn't happy with it. Um, Mm -hmm. It didn't really, it wasn't the best. Um, education as far as chemistry was concerned and so I was just like I don't I don't want to be here and by that time I had seen a lot of my friends on TV and we kind of grew up together doing the same things dancing Mm -hmm. acting singing modeling and so for me it was just it just made sense it clicked it was like why didn't anyone tell me that I can get paid to do this I'm just as good if not better so I'm going to start pursuing it and so I did pursue it and in the meantime I changed my my major from chemistry from biology to to communications and okay so when you went into the communication which is my field did you ever think about being on air having on radio show like did you what was your thoughts as far as that is concerned yeah it was a backup plan so the way i Mm -hmm. saw it was i could become a journalist okay so it was like i would be able to i didn't want to be a news anchor but i wanted to be able to to relate information to people so i always thought about having a radio show or becoming a host okay or um also writing articles, but really just, you know, being on the, the ground floor of things. Right. But it was always a backup. At that time, I really started to focus on becoming an actress and becoming a, mm-hmm. a professional choreograph- choreographer. So okay. it wasn't something that... It wasn't a passion of mine to say. It's, it's something I did something really well. something you did as a backup plan. Right. I, I did it really well. I always knew I could do it. And at mm-hmm. the time, I wasn't into doing things that I was good at. Okay. So that was another reason why I did chemistry and science, the science field in the first place. It was because it was very intriguing. Mm-hmm. I really had to study. I had to learn. I had to remember. It was more of a challenge. I've, I've been doing it my entire life, but it was always something that was more of a challenge to me, whereas writing, reading. Like, I can I have... Mm-hmm photographic memory like i like certain things are just easy for me and i didn't i was brought up not to do easy things okay so my father was just like you know if you're gonna go to school go to school for something that you you actually need to learn okay. and he's just a jamaican man so you know doctor lawyer engineer those were his, his. yeah okay and um yeah eventually life happens change change so it changed for the better because now you got two shows so what's up with season five? You can't give us no hints or nothing. <sighs> I think season I mean, five is gonna Tasha be I mean, is Tasha going to kill anybody? Because she needs to kill some people. I mean, a lot of people um, <laughs> like get yo. some bullets at them. So 
we just got to wait. Yeah, I was lucky enough to be able to, right. to read some of the new script. So it's it's lit. It's beautiful. Um, Hopefully, you know. And it's coming next year, right? Yeah. We just don't have a date. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> you have a date, but you just ain't selling on the podcast, right? Isn't that in your contract? <laughs> No, um, date is not in the contract. So no, the, the con- date, not to say nothing about when the date is, is in your contract. You can't talk about it, mm-hmm. right? No, that's that's not in my contract. What's in my contract is to make sure that I don't reveal any new information that isn't already public. So, <laughs> it's not public. He's <laughs> just going to reword it. In. <laughs> that was a good it one. I like that. It doesn't specifically say anything about the date. <laughs> like it just says that. that I'm not supposed to reveal that anything cute. that's not public. That was cute. Any okay. new information, I have to I have to run by them. So. Cool, cool. Now I want to get to deuces. I I don't really know a lot about it. I want you to tell me about it, but I know it's dealing with the growing of porn and different things like that, human trafficking. But I want you to give me, you know, your summary about it and your character, Bernice, a little bit about. So that. the deuce is a drama. It's a series. It's on mm. HBO. Absolutely. It's starring James Franco and Maggie Gyllenhaal. Mm-hmm. And it's a big ensemble piece, so it also has Method Man. It has Black Thought from the Roots. Yes, it Black has Thought Lawrence from Gillard from The Walking Dead. It has Natalie K. Paul from the movie Crown Heights. It has Dominique Fishback from Show Me a Hero. It's a lot of people. It's an amazing mm-hmm. cast. Pernell Walker from Pariah. So, okay. um, the acting's really good. It's very raw. It's very in your face. They don't really hold anything back. They're all about telling stories. It's written by, or it's created by David Simon from The Wire yeah. and George Pelicanos. Yeah, beast. So it's dope, and it's about the rise of the porn industry in the 70s in New York City. Mm. So the way they get into that is they explain or they show mm-hmm. that there's a bar owner in the 70s in New York City. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Excuse me. Who's having a difficult time maintaining the finance, the fi- financial stability of his bar? Okay. And so he starts to bring in women, street walkers, okay, and sex workers and their managers. Okay. And when he does that, it kind of opens up, and he gets into a partnership with someone else, mm-hmm. and it's it's kind of insinuated that this is a person who is some trouble and they have their hands in a lot of things. And so because he gets involved with them, okay. it kind of opens up the gate for other things to progress. And so we kind of see how streetwalking develops into porn and how porn becomes a big business and how the mm. big business, you know, means that there are more opportunities for women. And so you see the many of the women learning about sex, learning about sexual identity, learning about business, learning mm-hmm. about life love and then you also see a kind of indoor respect to some friends of these people okay um about the lgbtq community so it's a lot it really is a lot it's heavy sometimes it's really um Mm -hmm. difficult to digest or understand right but it's very important it's going to bring up a lot of conversations about domestic violence and the rise of hiv and the lgbtq community and so Mm -hmm. i'm really proud of it i play bernice bernice is from the south and then she comes to new york city as a way to model and escape, but then she realizes that's not what she got into, and you see her kind of struggling to accept her new reality, mm-hmm. and you see her being very young, trying to be very tough, and she puts on this bravado, but then eventually you kind of see that it's, it's, it's weighing on her. Mm, that's yeah. dope. So is that is that going to continue on? Like, is it going to be a season two, or... So they renewed it. I'm super excited about Congratulations. it. Congratulations. Um, Congratulations. It's going to air. It airs every Sunday, 9 p.m. So I'm hoping that with that, the way it ends, they, they bring my character back. But it's supposed to be a three-part 
miniseries. So that mm. means after the second season, if people still like it, then they'll bring back the final third season, part. which would be the third. And um, it's in a, from what I was told initially, I'm not sure how true this still is because mm-hmm. things change excuse right. me, with every contract. But the way they said it was like, it's seven years apart. So you see us mm-hmm. now, then you'll see us seven years later, and then seven years later from that. So... That's dope. Yeah, I'm excited. I like that. It's like my first real character work. I did a right. lot. Yeah. So I'm excited. I'm really excited. So you don't consider power character work? What you consider power versus deuces? Um, mm. Okay, so in the urban community, I've always, <laughs> even before a big platform like, okay. like Stars, um, I've always played like the girlfriend role. But in Hollywood, the girlfriend role mm-hmm. is a lead role. It's a lead acting role. So that means if you're opposite the main guy, like, for example, Notorious is technically the lead actress in power. Right. And Ghost, Omari Hardwick, he's the lead man, right? Absolutely. Being that Tariq is Ghost's son. Right. He's, like, the supporting to that. Supporting. And act. I'm the support. So for me, I always, has, I always have roles where I'm, like, the girlfriend. So it's kind of like a role where... Hmm. No matter how fun it is, because Ugly I did, it was super fun. I was a villain. It's always just kind of the same. And you think Bernice is different than all your other roles? I don't to think that certain... she's different. But it's more leading. All the ru- all the all the roles are different. That's, okay. That's that's why it's hard to put into words. But I feel like it's just not what I'm used to. Mm. I had I had to do a little bit more work, like with Destiny. I understood certain things about her instantly just because, one, I'm used to playing that role, and two, because I grew up in a similar environment where I was just always around older people. And I was that around-the-way girl. I loved kicks, you know? Like, that's just... Mm -hmm. So it was just like... It's easy. It's not easy. I had to do work for it, too. I don't want to downplay the role, but I just didn't have to do the type of work or as much work with Bernice. I had a lot of fun. So you have makeup that's added to it, hair, clothing, a whole backstory that you create. Then you have to do a lot of reading. Then on top of that, I... I, I did a lot of documentaries, a lot of shows. It was just a lot it's of... a lot of work. Yeah, and yeah, it was a heavy... I really took the... the Not the message, but the storyline seriously because mm-hmm. you want to make sure you're conveying something completely honest. Right. You want to make sure you're not bringing any judgment, that you're being unbiased, and mm-hmm. you want to also make sure that you're real and, right. you, and, you, and you can show the human, human component. Mm-hmm. And so with that, it was just like I had so much to think about. Right. I didn't know how it was going to come across. Mm-hmm. I also had an accent. And it was oh, like... Oh, so you do have an accent. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but it was it's different from what we... Whatever. So I also had an accent. So I didn't know how it was going to come across on the screen. Okay. So seeing it now, I'm like a proud mama. I'm like... <gasps> <laughs> and I hate yeah. to see myself on TV, but sometimes okay. I force myself mm-hmm. just so I can be very critical and... Right. Make changes for the next project and, you know, just see things differently. So I always force myself to do it. And I was really, I hyperventilated for that. Like I said, I cried when I booked that. Right. That was the first one. So, yeah. and I jumped up and down. I did a lot of stuff. But the point is, mm-hmm. when I see it, I'm like, oh, yes. <laughs> like, yes. I'm so proud of you, little girl. And I don't feel like I'm watching myself. I feel like I'm watching someone named Bernice who got traded into a okay. sex industry and they renamed her Ginger. Like, I feel like, you know, like I don't right. see myself in that character. So, 
Let me ask you this. I always wonder why actors or actresses or even rappers never go back and listen or see their work. Why is that? Because me as a media journalist and hip hop journalist, I always listen to my work. I always go back to see what I can correct, what I can get better. But I always hear that actors and actresses always be like, I, I don't want to see it. I played yeah. it. I don't want to hear it. I rapped it. Like, I don't understand it. Could you elaborate on from your perspective why that's like that? I think the music and the acting are too... Different Separate, things. Yeah, because okay. when I sing, I want to hear it back as I'm still mixing, master, as we're still going through that process. But once I say this is it, it's done, I don't want to keep going back to it because that's the whole perfectionist type of thing right there. Like, I will always find something to change. I will always find something to redo. It's okay. just like, I'm never going to be completely satisfied. And that differs with everyone. Some people just feel like when it's done, it's done. I need to move on to the next. So, right. I don't know. But when it comes to acting, I find that a lot in the community because... Many actors and actresses, they don't come from a, just sound so, I don't want to stereotype anyone, but I feel like I just met a lot of good people mm-hmm. from their intentions and their character and the morale, morale that they don't want to come off narcissistic. Okay. And because they're sincerely not narcissistic and they don't do it for the attention or fame, it's hard for them to kind of see themselves in a position of, oh, other people are going to be watching me. Right. And then you're not... I know a lot of people say that when you're on TV, it looks real, it looks honest, and that's what it's supposed to look like, Mm -hmm. but it doesn't feel like that when you're shooting. You're really out of body, you're really, if you did it right, if you did it how you wanted to do it, then you're really not who you are on an everyday basis. So sometimes going back to that and seeing that, it's kind of difficult to digest, and you start to go into a different headspace than where you currently are, and you'll, you'll go back to when you were shooting that, or that freaking scene or something Mm -hmm. and so a lot of people just can't take that and they just don't want to do that transportation and that that transporting back in time and Mm -hmm. for me i'm i'm kind of the same way it's just awkward like it's hard i'm gonna be a harsh critic i'm also gonna think about everything that's wrong and Mm -hmm. it just still feels a little bit weird to see myself on screen so it's just like "Mm," and i'm biting my fingernails and i'm like covering my eyes and i'm doing all that extra stuff because it's just i don't know it's hard i'm not seeing myself but I know I did that. So it's right. just like, oh, yikes. <laughs> and then other people are going to see that. So it's like, right. hmm. I understand. Yeah. And then nine times out of mm-hmm. ten, you're around a lot of people when you watch it. So yeah. you can't even be how you would normally be. That's so you have too. to try to put on a different facade in front of them mm-hmm. and then watch it and accept it and not transport back into it. It's a lot. So, yeah. Nah. Alright, we're going to change gears This is a hip-hop podcast So yes. I, I want to get into some hip-hop But right now, what's booming right now As far as female MCs uh-huh. Is Cardi B, Remy Ma, Nicki Minaj Who who are, out of them three Who you banging with? And why? Remy Remy? Yeah There we go So I want to know from you Because when Sheetha came out I felt like she killed Nicki Minaj to the core I felt like ever since then she has not been able to take those steps. Now I see her she on hasn't the Nikki. Or... Nikki. She hasn't. To me, once that came out, it was like it didn't shut her career down, but it's just like, all right, what's up, Nikki? Like, what you gonna do? And when she came back with with no frauds, it's like that ain't shit to me because you a fraud. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, what's really good? So I always gave Remy the crown because I felt like when Remy got locked up, that's when Nikki got her shine. But when Remy came out, it's a wrap. Like, that's what it is. Like, what you think? And then all the stuff about Pat Poo's writing for her. How you feel about that? I don't feel... I feel Remy Ma is just, just, just a straight lyrical 
assassin. I don't feel like nobody write for her. That's just my personal opinion. What you think? I feel like Remy writes her own shit. I feel like she's been writing her own shit, <laughs> shit. before exactly. she started dating Papoose. Like, I feel like even it. if Papoose right. was writing something, I don't feel like it's any way, shape, or form the way people try to convey it. I feel right. like it's probably like, he'd be like, oh, babe, switch that word to this because that sounds a little tougher. Or, babe, oh, you might want to do that with it because it might be a thank you. It might be a little blah, 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 blah. But I right. don't think he's over here writing line for line. Um, right. Bar for bar. Like, to me, it's just like, mm-hmm. and you know what? I don't like that in the rap industry. Every single time there's a female artist out, y'all want to talk about who's possibly writing her rhymes. With Little Kim, it was Biggie. With Nicki, it was Safari. But it's like <laughs> you can't get ahead if you don't have a male cosign in the industry. So now every guy I'm around, if I'm a female rap artist, I'm possibly fucking or they're writing my shit for me. And that's not fair. I don't like that. So even if Pat Poos was somewhere in a dark tunnel writing Remy shit, I don't believe it. I don't see it. And Remy <laughs> writes her own shit. But um, as far as <laughs> what Nikki can do or what she has done. I feel like Nikki is not trash. Oh no, she ain't we know Nikki's not trash. No, I feel she like ain't trash. As you get up in, in the right. industry. She ain't trash. No, not at all. You make changes. And okay. certain people are gonna have a difficult time accepting those changes. When okay. Jay-Z got up in the industry, his lyrics started to change, his goals started to change, his music started that to change, change. his true. dress, his attitude started to change, and you was either on the wave or you wasn't on the wave. And the only difference is no one's really come at Jay-Z since Nas. Right. I mean, they've tried here and there, but no one's really. Really, yeah. Ether was the one. Ether was the one. Right. And then when you think about it, Nikki ain't really ever have nobody come at her besides Remy. So this is really her first rap battle, and she did it where she was at the top and prime of her career. I don't agree with the fact that she took the route that she did, but I have an understanding of the logic behind it. Because when you get to a certain level, when you have so many things riding mm-hmm. on on what you say and what you do, right. fuck the culture sometimes. I'm not going to lose this check. And I'm not going to come at you in a way So which... that's why you think Nikki didn't come back the way Remy she could Remy said have. some things. She did. She really did. If Nikki would have said those things, there would have been some backlash towards her. Right. Yeah, so Remy she trying to secure the bag. Secure the bag alert. Remy was very disrespectful. Bag. Oh, yeah. Very disrespectful. And Absolutely. When you see the position of Nikki, had Nikki come that hard, it would have been like, one, why are you so invested in Remy like this where you had to attack her? Right. Two, you know, Remy just came out of jail. You know, Remy has a family. You know, she was just on Love and Hip Hop. We would have made every excuse in the world to attack Nikki. And we would have said a lot of different things. To, so she played to, it right. She played it right. It's not that she played. Like I said, I don't agree. I, I don't agree. But I'm also not at her level. Right. I'm, I'm also trying to be logical and say mm-hmm. other men who are on her level, they move like her. That's true. I, I agree with that. They, they, and that's the honest. That's the truth. That's a fact. She's just a female, so people are gonna look at her a little harsher than they would a man. Mm. And then it's not so many females in the industry as there are men, so she has a lot more riding on her opinion and what she says and what she does than the average man. But the reality of it is, she is in a different place and space. Yeah, it's is. not when she was doing itty bitty piggy that Remy came at her, because <laughs> then we would be like, oh, nah, you're bugging. Right. You need to go eat. You know what I'm saying? But Absolutely. It was a whole different getup. So I understand why she chose to make money off of No Frauds and, and the, the other... The other song with Wayne. Yeah. Right. Like, I understand because at the end of the day, one, those probably was already going to come out anyway. 
Yeah. And two, she needs to have the checks keep coming in. She has too big of an entourage. She has too too many stylists, managers, like too many people eating off of her. She needs a check at every way. Yeah, and that means it's true. gonna have to be radio ready. And that means that she can't afford to be dissing, you know, like Yeah, it's it, ain't, not, it ain't worth it. It ain't worth it. I, I totally agree with that. Not I, to say that I, Remy's I, not worth it. I'm talking about anybody who's not at the time where Nikki was in the position that she was in because Remy's definitely worth it. She's a lyrical assassin. Just she's like fly. She's beautiful. She has stories for days and she's a real, I feel like, she, she's a real hip-hop person. Absolutely. And I think she can make hits just the same. I do But too. she hasn't made as many right now, especially at that time when the whole battle happened as Nikki and, Nikki and she didn't have as, I don't want to talk about people's money, but whatever. <laughs> Thanks. But I love Remy. Oh, yeah, Remy. She, I'm she rocking that, her all she, the way. And yeah, I love she, Cardi. But Cardi's new, so we still got to feel that gotta out. We got to see how yeah. that's going to turn. Yeah. Definitely, definitely. But let me ask you this. So you said something about how hip-hop is and basically it's always a man wrote their stuff. Why do you think they put that stigma on women like women can't be creative as MCs when we got multiple women that came paved the way like MC, like Queen Latifah? I can go on and on. Why do you think it? It seemed like it. it the stigma got worse later on. It wasn't really like that back then. Back in the day, lyric, wasn't talking lyricism about, wasn't wasn't looked at the same. It wasn't about right. the blows. It wasn't about the bars. It wasn't about. It was kind of about the fluidity. It was kind of about what the music did to you. It was kind of you know mm-hmm. when when MC Light came out, when Queen Latifah was out. Well, when Queen Latifah was out, it was about unity. It was about being empowered. It was right. about being a force to be reckoned with. And her lyricism has always been dope, but it, the flows back then were different. Some of them were a lot slower, even mm-hmm. when they were fast. Like it was just a different space and time. Like the whole energy of hip hop back then was different. Okay. And so people didn't put the weight on mm-hmm. the type of lyrics that were said that they do now. Now it's kind of like you have to find really creative ways to be like, oh, I'm gonna eat you, oh, I'm gonna kill you, <laughs> oh, I'm gonna bl-. like. It's just it's very oh, gritty. And it is, and it's and weird. It's, it's weird. It's what about? Let me ask you about the fashion. How do you feel about how men are dressing in hip hop now? <laughs> I feel like let people do what they do. Tupac had a nose ring. <laughs> I mean, Earth, Wind, and Fire, they wore bell bottoms. They had patterns no. and colors and jumpsuits. Okay. They had the, 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 the showing their nipples. It's like, you're going to, if you're being true to yourself and it's not a gimmick, I'm all for it. Okay. And I haven't met a lot of people in the hip hop industry where I can know for sure if it's a gimmick or if it's really them. So I only hope yeah. that when they're doing something like that, they're doing it because they're honestly being true to them. That's that's what I really hope. I okay. hope nobody's telling them put on a dress, put on the tightest purple pants that you can find, dye or a wedding dress. The video we just recently seen. But yeah, so for <laughs> me, it's just like as long as this is really your vision, as long as this is really how you want to be seen. Fifteen years later, when you have kids and your kids grow up and they googling dad and right. they googling mom, then go ahead, do what you do because I'm not nobody to judge. I love Prince and Prince, Prince wore what the fuck he want. I love Little Richie and he he said and did him. He had eyeliner. Michael Jackson wore a wig. So. It's like who the hell who who are we to really talk about other people in their dress i'm not somebody who thinks that if you wear a dress you're less of a man i might be curious as to why you want to wear a dress as a as a man but i'm not gonna say you're not gonna handle your business as a man so but you wouldn't date a man that wear a dress I, I wouldn't. That's just oh. my my preference. Okay, I'm just saying. But I, as a woman, I don't know how right. to tell a man he's not a man because it's something he has on. That to me is ludicrous. And okay. then when you look at rockers, punk rockers, like 
for generations in their industry, in their genre of music, they've been wearing whatever. They get their nails painted black. They got eyeliner. Yeah, they wearing high. Like, rock and roll is there. Nobody talks about Lenny Kravitz and his tight leather pants, and he's been doing that forever. So, and his earrings. And so it's just like, you got to let people live. At the let end of the day, yeah, at, at the end of the day, they're making music for you to dance to, and nine times out of ten, you're dancing to it. Even if you didn't buy it, if they mm. play it in the club and you're drunk, you're dancing to it. Absolutely. So it's making you feel good. And if it's making you feel good, shut up, because when they die, they die by themselves. You're not going to be there in the casket with them, so let them live their life how they feel. Like, I'm not... You ain't if, beat. <laughs> yeah, because if I want to wear some baggy pants and a big-ass jersey, I dare somebody call me a dyke. I'll fight me. Fight me. Oh, you got to fight him, yeah. No, okay. I'm just saying... Like, it's just... Right. The audacity of you to tell me about myself because it's something I have on for the day. Right. Like, you don't know nothing about me and I don't know nothing about them. I just hope that they do it for themselves. I can respect that. And before we go, I want to get to that accent thing because... <laughs> you <laughs> like, have an accent. Yo, New but you said... Don't. I don't understand why you feel that way. Like, how is Philly the 215 and the 718s? Like... And then on top of that, your pop is Jamaican. I don't understand how you feel that way. Because how is Philly in a 215? Like, that's a whole different type of accent. That's a different accent that you just said just now. Like, that's different. But you, your pop is Jamaican, so it's automatic. My my pops is Jamaican. He's not from Philly. He don't say Bo. He don't say John. He don't say he don't, he don't say those things. You learned that from Lincoln, though. You ain't... I did learn that from. Okay, Lincoln, just so we but clear. It's true. So you you Every was hanging Philly, around Philly people then? Yeah, one of my closest guy friends. He was from Philly. Like it's okay. something you do. You go into the city. Like you know. Like yeah. I know the culture a bit. So it's like. I understand, but that doesn't mean I understand. It just means right. like, okay. And it's it's cool. It's not like I'm making fun of you. I'm not saying, oh, you sound like garbage. I'm just saying it's funny. <laughs> and as a New Yorker, okay. Let me in get New it. York, I get many more people trying to tell me and convince me I have an accent. Do you get so, mad when they tell you that? No, or I don't. You get I, upset? I kind of expect it. Some people either say, oh, you don't sound like you're from New York because I'm speaking what they would feel would be proper or politically correct and so they mm. always ask me oh where are you from you don't sound like you're from new york and right. then other people would be like oh my god when you said this you sounded so new york oh my god so i really just i'm used to it i'm used to all different types of interactions about an accent but as a new yorker you don't get a, a chance to really tell other people that they have this thick accent right. and so it's cool that i'm meeting I'm, I'm around somebody after all these years who who's from philly and they really over here talking about barry like what Battery. That's, that's not, crazy. That but battery. That's how you say battery. Like what you mean? Yes, as a Philly. And boy, young boy, like a young boy, like that's you mean that's, that's <laughs> the John. We going to the John. <laughs> we going to you know what I mean like See, we about to go get bathroom, a cheat. We about to go to South they're, Street. They're talking about a we, whole girl. We about to go, but no, the John is just not a girl. The John is no, but y'all y'all use too. it. Y'all use it mainly for women. They be like, oh y'all see that John. <laughs> <laughs> no, y'all do. Y'all go in with the yeah, women. Like, y'all won't be like, oh, I'm going to that joint. Maybe party. Party. They be like, oh, yeah, or event. Y'all be like, oh, I'm going to that joint. You go in. But, girl, like, yeah, y'all say I mean, that girl all definitely the time. is one, it's definitely used. Ashley but it's doesn't other... have a name. It's Oda John with the hair. Oh, yeah, yeah, cool. That John. Cool. Yeah. Y'all yeah. yeah, don't. It's John and then a description. But y'all got son. What up, son? Uh, son. <laughs> what about that? Son. <laughs> but we don't use it mainly for. Uh, a, 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 a person as in as in instead of their name we use it as an end as an emphasis like son like yo Bobby come here son like that like we say son like yo you that ass son 
Like it's yeah, yeah, yeah. But y'all just let all that join. Like she doesn't have a name. I can still say somebody's name and say son. Like yo, D son, come here. Like, but y'all, mm. no identity. <laughs> what? Y'all don't you have. Got- no, Philly, I'm, come on. No, yo. I like, mean, don't I meant the way that y'all use John. Y'all don't identify anything. John is in replacement of identification. Like y'all don't describe an event. Y'all don't call anything by its name. That's what I'm trying to say. It's just John. Oh, but we, don't we use... but Philly do have an identity, right? Right, right. I'm not. Oh, okay. Y'all have a culture and yes, Absolutely. whatever. But oh, so you just showing it off? Okay. But shout I'm out saying to that. though, you funny at least when we shit. say son, we still identify people. Okay. Y'all don't. Mm, that's debatable. Okay, if you say so. <laughs> we ain't going. <laughs> you funny though. But what you got coming up next? And um, I appreciate you coming on this podcast. Is this was super dope. I appreciate you. What, what you got coming up coming next? Up though? Next, um, that I can talk about. I can talk about my indie projects. I have an indie project. Mm-hmm. Hashtag trending that's out now. Okay. I have a. It's old, but it's. I love. This is my favorite character that I played so far. It's called Shanti Story: The Choice okay. by Michael Boogie. Pickney, who's the AD, the first AD to Spike Lee, and um, okay, that's in f- festival circuits right now. It's been on bronze, been in Bronze Lens and Martha's Vineyard and a few others, but I love it. And so, do you think it's going to go to the next level where it actually be? F- it's like a, a short. Oh, it's so a short. Okay, I'm hoping that it does. Um, but that's a different conversation than pushing film. Okay. I have 72 Hours of Brooklyn Love Story. That's old stuff, so new stuff. I have For the Love of Music. That's about Chad Quinn. I just did that. It's about. I play um, a real person who's Ty Powell. She was in the music industry, but it's about her growing up in the 80s and okay. her going through the foster care system then and just mm. all her trials and tribulations. And How can I see that? That sounds super dope. So we're just in post right now. So as soon as mm-hmm. it wraps up, I'll put it out there on how people can see it. On your social media? Yeah. Okay. Tell people how they can follow you. Was you know you can talk about Power Season Five. I know you can't give us a date, but at least tell us tell us something about it. God damn. Tune into it. It's about to be lit. <laughs> well this is our do it for hip hop podcast it's your boy DJ Bugsy make sure you subscribe on Google Play iTunes DJ Bugsy 215 SoundCloud keep it hip hop peace <laughs>